Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is AppSats Radio, help for partners after sexual betrayal. We talk about it here. Betrayal trauma. We are AppSats certified clinical partner specialists and coaches who have been trained to help navigate you through this crisis. There is nothing we won't talk about. So I've got Amy on the line. Amy, welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, I have a question about what um, healthy sexuality looks like when Mm. a sex addict is in recovery. One of the things we know about research and sex addicts is that they don't necessarily want sex with their own wife. And so to me, that says he's in really good recovery because he does want that with you. He has been two years sober. He has been in three facilities. And I suspect that's how he's wanting closeness with you. That's a right. I would agree with that as well as, you know, there's never one answer. I'm Carol Jurgensen. She's a.k.a. Carol the Coach hosting the AppSats program. And i got to tell you that men are very different. I mean, I was talking with an addict today who hasn't had sex with his wife for four years, Um, approximately uh, within 24 hours after the time that they had had sex four years ago, uh, he decided to be with an old affair partner. And as a result, she said, that's it, you've contaminated sex. Now, that's all she said, but he believes that he has lost the right to have sex. And so I said to him today, you know, have you talked with her? Have you uh, shared? And he's been been in good recovery. Since that point, he has stayed in recovery. He said, have you shared with her how you feel and that you would like more closeness? And he said, well, we talk about closeness, Carol. As a matter of fact, she said to me that she feels like we're just roommates. And I don't see us as being just like roommates. I see us as, as caring and loving each other. And I said, well, yeah, roommates can do that too. Um, I said, what are you afraid of? Why don't you talk to her about sex? And he said, because I don't have a right to. I lost that right when I made such a bad choice. And it's my penance to pay. He happens to be Catholic. So, you know, I mean, sometimes men don't have sex because they train their brain to only like one thing, which means they can't perform for their wives, which means they don't try to have sex with their wife because they don't want to be embarrassed. And sometimes men are so shamed by what they've done that they don't dare uh, intrude in that area of their old lives. Now, I'm a huge believer that if you're working on a relationship, you really need to find ways of reconnecting. And there is nothing wrong with reconnecting uh, and getting to know each other again. But you have to be able to talk about it. You can't possibly make, get through this and you know what they say. They say that the head, your brain, 
is the biggest sex organ. And so, obviously, communication starts with that. I am so jazzed. I'm so excited um, for my book because I just did a, a partner's book, a workbook to help you move beyond partner betrayal. It's called Unleashing Your Power, and my colleague and I put that together. And I, her name's Christine Turo Shields. We have run over 2,000 groups. And they've not all been partner groups by any stretch of the imagination, but 2,000 women group, women's groups that lasted 15 weeks or longer. Um, and, and so we really believe in encouraging and empowering women. And so today we're going to be talking about all types of creativity. Uh, my book just came out, um, I believe it might have been... New Year's Day, you know, bless my publisher's heart. <laughs> That's my frustrated voice, heart. Um, it was 5 in the morning, and I thought, I'm going to go to Amazon and just see if there is any way that it's gotten published yet, because in actuality, it was supposed to be published three months ago. And lo and behold, I put it in Amazon, and there it is. And I was like, oh, MG, I am so excited. So I want to tell you, if you're interested in looking at the book, you can go to Amazon, Unleashing Your Power, a woman's workbook to move her beyond partner betrayal. The whole goal is to get you through the three stages of partner betrayal. What does that look like? If you're new to partner betrayal, you are probably really feel safe and stable. And so we talk about how can you do that yourself, regardless of whether your husband's in good recovery or your spouse. Uh, the second stage is all about doing anger work and grief work and mourning work. You know, it is such a loss when you find out that you didn't have what you thought you had. And you fear that what you have now is not really what you got. And what is most concerning is you wonder if you'll ever have what you wanted to have or what you had hoped to have. And so I really think this book is, I think it's really well done. I mean, we have worked you through those stages with exercises, a lot of hard exercises, but you know what? If you do the exercises, not only will you move beyond partner betrayal, but I promise you that you'll learn things about yourself that you didn't even know. You've got so many strengths. You have been through so much. But even if you hadn't, women don't recognize their power. They don't do it. And it's so sad because they need to. They need to know who they are. They need to own their power. They need to know their strengths. I mean, if I said to you today, hey, come up with 10 adjectives to describe you, positive adjectives, would you be able to say you're tenacious, you're generous, you're loving, you're caring, you're sexual, you're spiritual, you're determined, you're, ten, uh, what else, giving, generous, intelligent, creative, 
Well, it's important for you to know what those skills are. And when you do, you find ways of tapping into them. I am not telling you. Today, we have Peggy Matheson on, and she has really been able to tap into her creative side. She's always done that. I mean, she has always loved to sing and dance, and she drew a few sketches while she was a young woman, and she just had this real love for the performing arts. But it fell by the wayside um, for a variety of reasons that I'll let her talk to you about. And what she decided to do was to become a certified journey practitioner, helping others heal their pain through restorative guided meditation. And so she got to, you know, she became a mindfulness person. And I've known Peggy for a long time. And Peggy is a believer. She's a believer in the power to become our best self. So she, like I, really believe in ourselves and you all. You see, we have to believe in ourselves if we're going to believe that you have all these creative gifts inside of you too. And as long as we're not overly cocky about it, we can own our power. Um, You know, Peggy really worked on her marriage and dabbled in her creative side, and then all of a sudden it took a shift. She became... um, an AppSats trained partner coach and family life coach. And, well, actually, she's in the process of her coaching right now for AppSats. You, you know, with AppSats, you go to the training and you have to commit to uh, a clinical degree or a coaching degree. And that coaching degree has to be ICS or VCC certified. And, and you can be doing this whole process at the same time if you feel like you're ready to help other women with the issue of partner betrayal. So today we're going to find out all about Peggy, but what's most importantly is, you know, I got this book out, right, Unleashing Your Power, and, um, okay, we're going to get, hold on a second, uh, okay, it works out. I am. And we're going to hear about her coloring book, which is really a woman's journal. It has poems in it. It's got illustrations. It's absolutely beautiful. And it was so funny when she was talking about how she was going to get this published because I've got to tell you, my graphics in my book are so beautiful. They're amazing. And I, the first round, they were amazing. But I went back to my graphic artist and I said, hey, all these women look young and pretty. <laughs> and I said, I want diversity in here. I want some Asian women. I want some African-American women. I want some older women. I want women with glasses. You know, I wear glasses. I want short-haired women. I want long-haired women. I want full-figured women. I want thin women. So he went back and he he made it more diversified, and I really appreciated that. And and the illustrations are so gorgeous 
that I have gotten so many responses from women all over the world that are saying, I am coloring in these incredible graphics. And I just thought, that is so cool. One, because they feel compelled to. They see the beauty in the work in this book, Unleashing Your Power, Moving Beyond Partner Betrayal. Um, But the other thing is they know how important it is to, um, to get still, to get quiet, to get introspective, to get reflective. And coloring is one of the best ways to do it. So if you are a partner and you want to get this book, you can go to Amazon. It's $29.99. If you go to Sano Press, A-N-O Press, P-R-E-S-S, you can get it for 20% off. After that makes it about $24. And we'll have to find out how you can get Peggy's um, coloring workbook and journal. Um, this was a, you know, I started out with Help or Heal, finding empathy and teaching that to addicts to help their partners heal. And then I did a normal journal workbook for women who may have had trauma or maybe they didn't. They may have depression or maybe they don't. They may have good self-esteem or maybe their esteem is in the pit. But it was for the average woman who had not experienced Trauma per se. We do deal with trauma in the workbook, but it's not all about trauma. And then I said, I have, and that's called transformations. That came out about a month ago. And then unleashing your power, which is really the baby I birthed. I mean, it just, I don't know. I was so um, awestruck by what I was writing because it speaks to the power within you right? And now, don't tell anybody, but I'm writing a couple's guide on how to help couples feel together because there's a lot of work in that. And to redevelop that trust is really, really tough. So I really love the fact that I've got him working on empathy and learning skills to help you heal. And then I've got you working through your own stages regardless of him, but that will help him along if he is really working. And if he isn't working, if you got somebody who isn't in good recovery, you need to get healthy anyway. And then for those couples that are willing to work, I have got, obviously, um, a, a guide coming out for couples because I just really believe we are pioneers in this field and there isn't enough material for partners. And that's why when Peggy told me about her creation, I said, come on and share that. And I think it's in the process of being published or it, it will be out there within the next month. So I want you to get a piece of paper and a pen so that you can write down the name of the book, how you can get her workbook, her coloring book, her journal. Um, and I'm, I'm just telling you, the poetry is absolutely exquisite. So I am so happy that I can say, Peggy, welcome to Betrayal Recovery Radio. How are you today? Hi, Carol. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. 
Well, I tell you what, you know, I had not seen your book when I booked you, but I know you, and I knew it would be fabulous, and then you sent me the PDF. And I've known you for a long time, and you have never really referenced how talented you are, and your poetry (laughs) is exquisite, and the graphics are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm just delighted. I'm delighted that you like it so much, and I'm delighted to share it. Oh, no kidding. And, and so tell our listening audience a little bit about you. I, I shared with them your your um, AppSets trained partner coach um, certification that you're working towards and your family life coaching degrees. But tell them a little bit about how you got started started in life and then the twists and turns that it took. Okay. Yeah, some twists and turns. So I actually have a degree in musical musical theater, music dance theater. So I'm I've always sung and danced and I started drawing when I was young, but I just put that to the side because I wanted to perform. I love that. Um so I actually didn't pick up the drawing um, until, oh, just about 10 years ago. And I never really have been trained, but I just thought I wanted to do it. But anyway, back to my story. So I was married for 34 years. And um, in, that, in that process, my, my goal was for personal growth. And I, I knew that marriage was, that's what it was about. And um, I sure enough got that. Um, <laughs> Got what I wanted. Um, a year after we were married, he told me he was attracted to men, and I, I'm from a faith background, and I'm like, okay, well, we're we're on the path we're so supposed to be on. We're both into healing. He became a psychotherapist, and um, I thought he had done his work. I thought he had done his healing, and I was doing mine. Um, about halfway through the marriage, he told me that he was done being the identified patient. He actually became a psychotherapist. I don't know if I said that, but um, he was done being the identified patient and that he didn't want to marry me the way I was. I didn't realize until after the marriage was over that that was a, a, a manipulative tactic. Um, mm-hmm. But I, of course, being the person that wanted to be my best self, um, went and said, you know what, I want to heal some of my some of my stuff. And I'd already worked a lot on it, but I found this modality called the journey method. And it's a form of guided meditation that's restorative, and it just it just freed me up in no way that anything else had done. And I found my joy. I found I found I could give and receive love more. And I I really really uncovered a lot of blocks, released them. And it was about three years after that that this poetry started pouring out of me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> And it became so fun and so joyful. It just was delightful to me. Um, and I never imagined that I would be publishing my my coloring journal. I never imagined I'd be publishing my poetry, um, which, by the way, it does um, come out on February 9th, so right before Valentine's Day, which is super exciting. Oh, um, yeah. So anyway, I started writing this poetry, and um, – and it just started, and it was so much fun. I mean, playing with the words and expressing, and it it just was very descriptive of my own healing process, 
and just some of the things I was going through. And so this book, a lot of that poetry came from before I, um, before I even was divorced, before I knew I was in an abusive relationship. Um, so, but there are a few poems in the middle of it. Um, there's two of them that came after the divorce and one of them, which I'd love to share with you today, um, is about the emotional abuse. And so it's interesting that this book has both my journey um, when I didn't realize I was, it was about my self-doubt and my feelings of not being good enough, um, but also playing with my little girl inside of me and she would come to me and that's, I'd love to read that poem to you. That, that was a fun thing. So anyway, I started on this journey of writing this, this poetry and then I was actually doing a creativity workshop um, and I shared some of the poems and I ended up writing a poem for that. And a couple of the ladies afterwards were very, they said, I'm so upset. I can't, po- I can't read your, your poetry. I can't purchase your book. And I'm like, whoa. And so that started me on a journey of, well, maybe I should publish it. And then it was um, right around the coloring book phase. And when that really started coming out, adult coloring books, and I was like, oh, I should make a coloring book. And I'm like, I don't have any idea how to do this. So it's been a, quite a few years of figuring out how to do it, but um, I finally pulled it together. And so here's, and so it's it's um it's just a delight um and it's poignant and it's you know very I've had people the the poem that I wrote after the divorce it's called I got hit last night I've had I've had women clients tell me it's so descriptive of what it is like to be emotionally abused and so I felt like it was really important to put it in the book yeah and you know what I hear you saying and this happens to so many partners is that they are so flooded by feelings that feelings just kind of well out of them and and you knew what to do with those feelings I mean you knew to start writing poetry that you almost couldn't stop yourself once you got started and so right. I encourage our listening audience if you feel flooded by your feelings, find some way to actually navigate through them creatively, whether that's making a quilt or writing poetry, writing your memoir, um, doing jigsaw puzzles, just do something that puts your life back together. And so, Peggy, I know that we got a lot to say, but just to give them a taste, because you said you had a couple, would you be willing right now to read one of the poems and, of course, give it a little framework, what made you write this poem or summit? Okay, so I'd love to share two with you, but um, I, I, um, let me share, let me share the, the heavy hitter first. That's the, I got hit last night. Um, I, I, you know what, I, it's been so important for me to describe what has happened to me because the abuse was so covert uh, or so covert. And I, and I, it took three therapists to tell me that I'd been emotionally abused my whole marriage and me to go, what, what happened here? So, um, so this really described some of the conversations that I had with him and and what it was like for me so i i will i will share this with you i got hit last night i didn't see it coming it wasn't like i knew it it crossed me with a thumping a thumping that was bumping but not in black and blue it bumped and thumped inside me and i knew it wasn't true he said it like he meant it but something seemed so wrong 
the words he said I said to me did not belong. I'm sure I didn't mean that. It wasn't my intent. So please forgive and let this rift not cause more discontent. But on and on he threw it and kept the pummel round until he'd gotten to it and left me on the ground. I didn't even know it, but somehow I could hear. My heartbeat had been beaten and I had disappeared. I'm sure that something happened last night and all I know is this. It wasn't with a pumping of a tightly wound up fist. It's not like I could see it or even feel the pound, but something had been beaten and the swelling was profound. I got hit last night. I didn't see it coming. It wasn't like I knew it. It crossed me with a thumping. Yeah, that that is that wounding that people don't necessarily see. Now, you were describing not really knowing what was happening to you, but knowing that it was painful and wounding, where so many of our partners have to hide their wounding. They don't even feel at liberty to talk about the abuse. And so your, your poetry is really an inspiration to understand and at least acknowledge what may be going on. I mean, when did you first figure it out that this was horrible abuse? Um. Gosh, Carol, I hate to say, I mean, I've spent, I spent most of the marriage. I mean, I've done a lot of healing work. I've helped a lot of people through the guided meditation. I've, I've worked, um, I've worked helping other women for years, but I never put the abuse word to it until he opted out of the marriage and chose to go live a gay life life. And, um, I thought, wow, that is completely opposite of, I th- of what he had been telling me the whole, the whole relationship. That was opposite. And I had to start looking deeper. And so I think it, wasn't, it really wasn't until after the divorce. And I um, just barely started into some of my training when I was like, holy cow. I, I mean, I had one of these therapist friends of mine said, I said, would you say I'm a survivor of domestic violence? And she said, absolutely. And she knew the man I was married to. She'd known me, us for about eight, eight years. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So it really wasn't until then that I really put, put the pieces together. Cause I was, I was under, I was really bamboozled by the, oh, we're working on this. Oh, well, we're going to talk about this. Oh, well, this is just the way he is. And we've had cycles where we move through it and things are great. And I, you know, and, and so it just kind of one thing led to another before I, you know, I mean, I had to have that, that hammer come down that I'm, he's really leaving and something's really wrong here and it's not what I thought it was. So that's when I found out. Yeah, it, it sounds like um, obviously for all partners, their stories are all very, very different. What we do know about the brain and about trauma is that when you are in discovery, uh, your husband's affairs or pornography or uh, acting out, uh, 
it, it activates that rejection center, which is what can really uh, cause a lot of trauma. And so your trauma was that he came home and said, I don't want to be with you. And there's nothing more rejecting than that. It's one thing to experience having to share your husband with something or someone else. But for you, he just came home and told you that, and that just knocked you down, right? You just had no real idea of what was going on. Right. Well, and he blamed me, too. Okay. Which is so he blamed now you. I know it's common. Like like it's my, my issues were part of what caused the problem and you know. Um I have issues because I speak truth actually. <laughs> I'm not I'm not in an avoidant system. I don't have a problem telling the truth and of course that was you know, and my anger but that he admitted later, well, you'd, I'd healed that years ago and I wasn't doing that anymore, but I, he still blamed it on me. So that was hard. That was really hard. Getting clarity was really hard. It was work, but I did it. Yeah, you did do it, and that you're an inspiration to others. And, you know, I know that's what your betrayal trauma recovery coaching is all about. Now, I got two questions. One uh, we haven't discussed. And the other one is, you know, what brought you to focus on this area of coaching? And then I'll I'll ask you your second question. But really, how did you have the courage and the strength to want to focus on this type of coaching, betrayal trauma? It's a good question, Carol. Um, I really feel like my whole life has prepared me for this. Because of my experience, because there was so much confusion and, and, and really covert manipulation and control, I'm like, I am, and because of my, the guided meditation and healing work that I realize now is great for healing trauma, um, I felt like I was just prepared in so many ways to help others. And it's, it's always been in my heart to help others. I mean, I've been helping others for many years in different ways but once this happened and I received my abstinence training and the coaching training and I was like I can I can help a lot of people there's just I just have a and so many times when I'm with clients they'll ask a question I'm like oh I did this when this happened to me and so I knew how to respond to her I knew what to say my life experience is so rich with having lived through this and working on my own healing while living through this for so many years that I feel like I have, I just feel like I have a lot to offer and I, I, I want to offer that. I want to help women because this is such a crazy, such a crazy thing to go through. So my well, life experience actually, really has brought me here. So I so get that and I can really, really appreciate it. Now, Here's that second question, because I know I'm listed on the APSATS website as being the person to talk to if you want to help partners. And so, you know, I talk about when somebody has an inquiry, I talk about, well, do you have clinical skills? And if they don't, well, are you a coach? And if they aren't, then I direct them to two accrediting organizations that can really um, catapult you into some good coaching. Um, and, and then we talk about other things like Door of Hope, other other processes that are not APSATS oriented, but they're really good programs for women that want to help other partners. 
my question is, this is so wounding and so damaging, and you just indicated that perhaps your mindfulness, your ability to meditate, um, helped you to get through this uh, process. When did you know that you no longer were so wounded that you really could help other women and not project your issues onto them. Because I know a lot of the women that I train, they want to help, but they also know that they're going to have to relive somebody else's story that's going to tap into their own. Wow. So so how do I... Um... How do I do this and not get re-triggered? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Or how's that journey been for you? Yeah. How do you not be triggered and how do you not project your own issues from your past onto another woman? I mean, wow, you went through so much in your marriage. You know what, Carol? It's been fascinating. Um, Because I do this journey method of guided meditation, um, and I was devoted to that. And I knew when this all hit that my number one goal was to feel my feelings because I knew it was feeling my feelings and moving through them that would get me my healing fastest. I mean, so I I committed to that. And then I committed to intensive, regular in-person psychotherapy. And then um, I have another practitioner, a journey practitioner that that guided me through my own healing as well. And it's through that those processes, and I have been doing this meditation work for 15 years, but because I had that tool when this hit, I was able to, I was very far ahead in terms of my own personal healing. And so I, I, I often talk about the journey work and how it, it's cellular healing. And I, on multiple occasions, I've said to people, I don't even remember that because it's out of myself because this work has really cleared it out of my body in so many ways. And so I really feel like I, I started, you know, when this hit, I was already well on my way in my healing journey, but I committed and devoted myself to, I did a, at least a full year of two journey processes every month. Um, once, once the divorce was final and I got through that mess. Um, and it really helps me to not only, be feel clear in my body but to then be able to understand the signals that come to me is is this about me am I getting triggered what do I need to do about this so I'm really aware of when I get triggered by a client um, and how to handle that and increase my self-care around that and take care of that piece and then I also am really able to help them understand that they need to that connecting to their body and their gut and their triggers and their head and their heart. I mean, all of that is going to play into their own healing. So, so yeah, I think that that real commitment to my own healing process has made me feel very strong. And, um, and I also, am really, I, you know, I know when I need to increase my self care, I'm like, if I'm getting triggered here, something needs to change. So I really am diligent about that. Well, and I know you, and I know you are, but for our listening audience, she really continued to feel the feelings. And, you know, in my new book, I talk all about feelings and how you have to work through them, and you have to be able to identify them. I mean, we as women can get be very, very good at repressing and suppressing feelings because 
we're always trying to be there for our kids, for our parents, for our neighbors, for our church. And so you felt the feelings, and you had this very structured process. Uh, the, what did you call it again? It was the guided journey? or it's, uh, it's called the journey method of guide, journey uh, restorative method. guided meditation. Yeah, the journey method of restorative guided meditation. So I guide okay. clients. And- through the meditation, so so you are constantly again. You know, in my book Unleashing the Power, we have a meditation in there about women's strengths in general. And I know in Unleashing Your Power, I ask women to read the meditation to themselves out loud and to to do it on a voice memo so that women can hear their own voices. Um, calming them down, finding serenity, you know, feeling their strength. But I was going to ask you to identify three words, three adjectives that describe who you are. And, of course, they got to be positive. What three words would you pick? Oh, that's great. Um, joy. Um, persistent. I'm persistent. Um and I'm a believer. I really believe in the power of healing our bodies and our minds. And by the way, I really, really love that you have that in your book. The idea of them recording their own voice in the meditation is powerful. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. So now tell me a little bit more about what you're doing because obviously you have um, – your specialty is partner betrayal. Do you have any other specialties? Because you have always had such a calming influence on the colleagues that we've all worked with. And I don't know your clients, but I do know we are all colleagues. And everybody knows that Peggy is so um, grounded and resourced. Do you have any other specialties as a coach? Um, well, the guided meditation, surely, um, and I would work with children and men as well doing that. Um, I think this creativity piece is uh, a big deal. Um, I try to work with clients. Um, I think this is a big part of, it can be a big part of self-care. So I believe that it's, um, Patricia Evans said in her book, through our relationship to our creative self, we experience our personal power. So I think helping women regain their power um, by listening to themselves, by tapping into the, the, the um, create, creative part of themselves. And it's not necessarily like writing or singing or anything like that, but there's creativity in other ways. Maybe it's putting together a Google Doc. You know, maybe it's um, arranging flowers or something like that. But uh, art requires us to empower ourselves with choice. So, um, and at the very basics, the very basic level of that is self-care. And so that is something that I try to work with. Um, I work with their values um, and their their self-care and their creative self to be able to bring that out within them because that's where their power is. And so much of the time, my clients, that has been just stomped on, like like um, deliberately were pushed down by their partner who may be a sex addict or a narcissist. And so when we tap into that, that joy, that, that truth of who we are, 
is, is so innately powerful. And so that's part of what I like to, to, to help them do is to understand their values and find their creative source and, and work on that self-care based on that. And it's essential, that self-care. You know that, of course, is essential. So, Well, yeah, we, we always say, don't we, Peggy, from an app standpoint that whenever somebody's having great difficulty and you may feel like you're at a, a – a fork in the road as to how you can advise them or what you can do to encourage them, you always go to intentional self-care because if they're having trouble and you're having trouble with them, intentional self-care will help to open up the gates of what to do next. Um, right. Now let me, ask, let me ask you something. Is this the first? Yes. Yes. I actually, Carol, I actually have, what's that? I said, so what what made you choose to create it? Well, I I think it's like I I started having people, women, responding to me. I would share my poetry. Like I said, I did creativity workshops and, um, and, and they wanted it, they wanted it. And then I started drawing and I started showing my drawings to women. They're like, oh my gosh, I want to color that. And so I'm like, oh, wow. So I decided to put it together and publish it. I think it's something that's, I don't think anybody's ever done anything like this. At least I've never seen anything like this. But, And I decided I wanted it to make it a journal. Um, it's not a major journal. Like there's not a ton of pages to journal, but I do have pages aside from the poetry and to, to doodle themselves, to draw if they want or just experiment or to write notes because some of the poetry, like the one I just read, might bring up emotions. And then, and then the color, and the coloring can be so helpful in terms of, like, um, it, it helps to calm down the amygdala, actually. There's been a little bit of research on coloring, not a lot, but it does, they've noticed that it does help to lower the anxiety levels and that repetition and having, you can draw in the lines or out of the lines. I mean, and it's something that's, easy to let go of the rest of their life, let go of what other people thinking or what their thoughts are and just focus on that physical action of coloring. So I wanted to put these all together to not just be a, a, a self-care piece in terms of coloring and what it can do to help calm the brain, but also in terms of exploration of what's inside of them. What, what does this bring up? What words or what colors or what, doodle do they want to put on the page so that's why i decided to make it a coloring journal is to help and and it's really there's so much of it that's for any woman it's not just for someone who's been through this issue but there's so much in there for any woman who might deal with self-doubt and feelings of not being good enough and wanting to connect with that little girl and play yeah absolutely and you know again your illustrations are beautiful some of your poetry is on additional pages some of it is wrapped up in the in the illustrations let's hear another poem i'd love to hear one okay. more and explain again the backdrop of what what made you write this poem so this poem came out because i was asked to do this creativity workshop the very first time i did it and i was I had done a lot of my own emotional healing work and I was really struggling. And so this poem came out and it's called stomp, stomp, wine, wine. And so I will share it with you. Um, 
whining, stomping, pulling on my hand. I'm not playing and she doesn't understand. I'm too stressed out and can't afford to stop. I'm upside down and just about to flop. Then flop, she says, and leave it all behind. I haven't played with you in such a long time. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, pull, pull, nag. I told you I don't care about that stupid little bag. She points to my back, and sure enough, it's there. The baggage that I thought I dropped is pulling on my hair. You said you've gotten rid of it so we can go and play. It's just not fair that you don't do what you say. Oh, my word, she's nailed me once again. That old crap bag has become my best friend. I did get rid of it. I told you that before. It just comes back when I level up some more. Can't you see how small it has become? I honestly thought it was smaller than my thumb. Silly you, goofus too. Told you that the crap's on you. Just come and play, please, like we used to do. I'll help you take it off and stomp it into goo. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, stomp, stomp, whine. Let's do a jig and make it all fine. Wait a minute, that's what I've been saying all along. It's going to be fine. It's not the right song. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, pull, pull, neck. I told you I don't care about that stupid little bag. Okay, okay, I really want to play. It's just that I've been carrying this crap all day. Dance with me, laugh with me, let's give away your bag for free. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, stomp, stomp, whine. Stomp, stomp, whine, whine, stomp, stomp, whine. I'm sorry, I say. I love you, I do. Thank you for teaching me to play with you. Stomp and whine and pull and nag. I can't live without you and my little crap bag. So let's do dance and let's do play and maybe, just maybe, it'll really go away, at least for today. Wow, that was amazing. I mean, I felt like I was watching you enact your own poem. You are like an amazing actress. I can feel that already. You probably performed someplace. Uh, You definitely, you said you did do some of that in college, right? Yeah, I actually have done a lot of acting and musical theater, music dance theater for for many years. I haven't haven't done it in the last few years. I've been focusing on this, but yeah, and I've done acting in film and on on the stage as well. So so it's fun. It's really fun to pull this all together to be able to help women. It's just really fun. Well, I get that. And so, can you clearly let our listening audience know? what you believe is the connection between creativity of any type and their own personal power. What's the connection? Hmm. Yeah. Between their creativity and their own personal power. You know, I really, one of the things I have longed, longed, longed for, for a long time is to be in that place where it's, you know, the place of flow, where I receive and, you know, I, I receive this information or I receive the words or I receive the art to be that conduit. And in that place, I find out who, I find out this joy in that, in that place of not being, I have this thing in the very, the very end of the book that, that my, uh, one of my first artist coach told me, she said, you're the faucet, not the water. I want to be that faucet and I want to feel that. And, and in that comes out 
comes out and define and kind of brings out who I am. And I feel like that that's so much power. And I actually, I, I almost, I almost feel like some of this poetry that was created, most of this poetry in this book that was created during the marriage really tapped into my power and helped me guide me through the last 10 years of the marriage. Um, I just feel like it's, it is the place of pure, um, of pure joy, of pure knowledge of coming to a real truth of who we are. And all those, those voices that I'm not good enough and that I'm, I'm too strong, I'm too loud, all of that just it gets in the way of this flow of power, really, this power to create whatever it is we want to create. So creating our lives creating a beautiful picture, creating a flower arrangement, creating a, 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 a Google Doc, you know, what, whatever it is, creating children, creating joy, creating a moment of laughter, whatever that is, that impetus for creativity is power. It's power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I so when we come you. back to that, then we, we start to really tap into our personal power, which is so critical with this, this whole system that we've been in this abuse. Well, I know, and that's why it is the antidote for um, healing from partner betrayal. Once you find your power again, you know, I did um, an online course for women on finding their personal power, and it was really getting them over to that third stage that upsets cause restoration, and it was called post-traumatic growth. And I interviewed eight partners, courses on my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach. Um, I interviewed eight partners uh, and one male partner, and I said, how did you get to the other side? And they all said, I found my power. And their power looked like they found their spirituality again. Their power looked like one of our, our partners. She started to dance just to get rid of the negative energy Mm. and then found that she loved it so much she took dance classes and then found that not only did she want to take them, she wanted to teach them. And once she taught them, felt she had gone full circle. Um, So I've got to ask you, you know, besides selling copies of your coloring book, journal, I mean, it's just so many things. Um, what would you like to see happen from publishing this book? Oh, I would. I would love to see. I, I would love to see more women really catch this vision of their personal power and their creativity. I love the story about the woman that dances because I love to dance too, and it's such a big part of my healing work. But um, I would love to teach creativity workshops. I would use, I would love to because of my music background. I used to teach elementary music with rhythm and movement and all of that. And I would love to teach adults creativity um, workshops where they use the guided meditation, the mu- music, and the movement. And you know, and and my coloring my coloring book. And um, I'd love to do that. And I have probably I have four four more two more adult coloring books. Um, in the works with my poetry and then two children's books that I need to learn to illustrate that are rhyming books that are about finding joy and, and um, it, you know, we're facing fears and that there's the light is um, bigger and brighter and better than the fear. 
and can overcome that fear. So those are those are some of the things besides, you know, I'm still continuing to help people. I'd love to do creativity workshops. I'd love to um, get get people excited about and get a vision, capture a vision that they have within themselves, this capacity for healing and power mm-hmm. and goodness, and then they can create their future the way they would like it to be. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Again, I'm talking with Peggy Matheson. And, and would you tell us the name of your coloring book, again, the release date, and then you send me a text so I can remind everybody for the next four weeks where they can go and, and when they can get it. Okay. So the release date is February 9th. And mm-hmm. right before Valentine's Day, so get them for your mom and your sisters and everything. Get it for all of your family. I've got a bunch of guys lined up getting it for their sisters and mom. Um, and it's called She Said. She mm. Said, A Coloring Journal by Peggy Matheson. And um, and you can contact me at support at PeggyMatheson.com or my website will be up probably in a couple of weeks, um, PeggyMatheson.com forward slash forward slash she said so yeah thank you so much carol this has been awesome well you're so welcome and you know i asked you to pick those three words um to identify your strength i did that because i can i know you are very in touch with that and i also thought it would be good role modeling for our listening audience so everybody you have to think about three strengths that you possess and if you have that little gremlin on your shoulder that says, you're not compassionate, my goodness. He, the other day you screamed at your husband or whatever. Just know that if you thought it, you are and own it. So, Peggy, I'm going to ask you, what's the best compliment you've ever received from anybody or or, or client, for that matter? Wow. Um, I... I it makes me so happy when I hear clients give me feedback pretty regularly about how how helpful it is what we're doing together, which I'm so grateful that I have. It's such a it's one of my highest values is to be um, to to be um, to have to be viable to to give them something that's really valuable. Um, but one of the ones um, I'd worked with this client doing a lot of guided meditation work, a, a betrayed partner. Um, for probably six months, and she said it, it it has changed the trajectory of her life. And mm. I just was so struck by that. And um, I've had other clients say similar things, but that was the most succinct. It's changed the trajectory of her life, which is so cool. And now she's yeah. using her creativity, doing some amazing things in her business. So I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, keep us posted about the actual release date. We want to make sure it's February 9th. Uh, The Coloring Journal Workbook, she said. And um, Peggy Matheson, thank you so much, and we will talk soon. Thank you, Carol. I so appreciate it. Bye-bye now. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Okay, so again, that was Peggy Matheson, who's written this book, and There's nothing more healing than reading somebody's poetry and coloring at the same time. So I highly recommend that you give it a shot. And, you know, obviously this is a woman who has gotten through the worst and has done a fabulous job of making her life 
uh, something that she'd actually like it to be. I mean, that's what you have to do. That's post-traumatic growth is moving beyond the partner betrayal and asking yourself two very important questions. I talk about this in the book. One is, how am I stronger? And two is, what have I learned from it? It takes you out of that victim state and it puts you in an empowerment state. And on that note, I'll leave you, but I do want to say, only be one of you at all times. Fearlessly have the courage to be yourself and make it a great week. For From more Absat. information, go to absats.org, the Association of Partners of Sex Addicts Trauma Specialists, to find a professional in your area who is trained to help you after sexual betrayal.